2: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. TJ Inman will be along with us shortly. Welcome to Old Oaken Bucket Week as Indiana is getting ready to take on Purdue after a narrow loss up at Michigan. Indiana fell to the number four Wolverines, 31-20. to 20. Uh, We'll touch on that game uh, and everything that happened up in Ann Arbor, and then we'll get down to the nitty-gritty uh, against Purdue with a bowl on the line in the old game for the uh second year in a row, Indiana and Purdue come into this game at five and six, needing a win to go bowl eligible Indiana is a win to get bowl eligible four years in a row heading into this game so the the stakes are high, the players know it the coaches know it uh and I can't believe the end of the season is is almost here uh. TJ, how are you on this chilly, damp evening uh, here in Indianapolis? Yeah, doing great. Uh, excited for,
1: for Thanksgiving and, of course, fired up for, for the bucket.
2: Yeah, it's uh, – it, season it's, goes by so quickly. It's felt like it's it's flown by outside of that open week. But India is sitting at 5-6. and six. Uh, coming up there, before we get to the bucket, let's let's touch upon Indiana's game up at Michigan—a uh, a 31-20 yep. defeat against the number four Wolverines. The big, uh, the the big noise at Ann Arbor was uh, the Michigan fans, Michigan players thought Indiana were taking cheap shots uh, at Michigan all game. You know, you know, both sides uh, were getting a little chippy after the play. Stepniak had his ankle stepped on by Chase Winovich, uh, and, and then Stepniak took a, you know, f- finished his block so to speak uh, against Chase Winovich. He ended up leaving the game and is questionable to Ohio State uh, this coming up week. And then a, another play clearing a pile which he got flagged on, which I thought was right call right after. Uh, right after putting Winovich in the ground. But it, that, that was a play that you knew the, the fans, 110,000 people were booing booing the referees. And we all know Big Ten referees are going to throw the flag right after that, looking for something, anything uh, to penalize Indiana as yeah. driving down the field. And, and Simon Stepniak has to know that even if God forbid he sneezed on the person, uh, they were going to pl- throw a flag on that and, you know, he hit the guy late. Uh, near the pile and, and and you can't do that uh, and then Cam Jones is called for targeting uh, later in the game on a kickoff and I, I really hope Berkeley Edwards is okay and, and it seems like he, he is he tweeted from uh, I guess the hospital or from wherever he was on, on Sunday saying that you know his head still hurt but he was doing much better so that's good news but it, as far as that targeting goes you know he did Lower head and, and the crown of the helmet is no longer just the top part of your head. Um, it is uh, it is also you know the, the top of the face mask on up and he did hit him but he did extend it and it was a big hit uh, and a hit they're probably trying to get out of that game on a on a kick return and unfortunately it knocked, uh it knocked, it knocked the guy out. I, I thought it was a soft targeting call in, in terms of that's the hit you're penalizing, but it is what it is, and the biggest loss is that he's now out. Cam Jones is now out for the first half against the uh, By no means do I think Indiana played a totally clean game. Holier-than-thou Michigan fans on their high, high horse uh, to stop. Um, <laughs> they need to stop because your team wasn't uh, uh, clean either. Uh, just glad nobody else got seriously hurt and uh and they can move on. Tom Allen said that Simon Stepniak is, is they're handling it internally. Uh there is you know, he'll probably run after practice uh for what he did, uh, but he's not gonna apologize for playing tough and to me this is uh Michigan fans uh and, and players getting hit in the nose and not liking it. nobody likes to get hit in the face. Uh, and they maybe accept some boxers or whatever. But nobody likes getting hit in the face, and they're not used to it. And Indiana came out with aggressive, hit Michigan in the nose, and and, and that's that. But as far as the game goes, I, I thought Indiana played energetic. It looks like after that open week, uh, Indiana has uh, a, a renewed sense of energy. Uh, it seems like Tom Allen's whole speech is, has uh, injected some life into this team. And it was a spirited fight up in Ann Arbor. Ultimately, a loss for the uh, 52nd consecutive year up in Ann Arbor. Not 52 in a row, but they haven't won up there since 1967. Uh, so, it's. I, I thought they played well. Steve Scott ran the ball well outside of the football. The offensive line really well in run blocking. Pass protection, you know, Ramsey had no shot. Um, most of the night, uh, getting set up in the pocket. When he did, he threw a ball, threw one pick. Uh, he ran the ball as, as, as well as I thought, um, as well as he has all year. And I thought that was a big factor. And if he could do that, he looks healthy. If he could do that, it adds so much to this offense. Defensively, Indiana uh, they gave up yards, another game over 500 yards, but they. They stopped them in the red zone, held them to six field goals. Uh, they stuffed them on a, on a red zone try to end the half on a really, really nice tackle by uh, Devin Matthews and then uh, just allowed the one touchdown. So if you go back and say maybe Michigan scores half of those touchdowns and, you know, you're talking about a game that's 42-20 uh, to 20 or, or um, even more lopsided. So that Indiana defense is, is bend, don't break. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of youth. You see that youth, James Miller, playing well, a uh, reserve linebacker is a and, true freshman and all that. So what are your thoughts coming out of the game, uh, TJ?
1: Well, you know, uh, in my opinion, Indiana played as physical of a game as I can remember them playing. Uh, I thought they played um, – I thought they played with much more of a purpose on defense. I thought the tackling was, uh, while not perfect, I thought it was much better than what we saw against Maryland. Um, and I would well, like is. to point out that, uh, you know, perhaps, oh, you know, yeah, well, perhaps we should, uh, you know, give the Maryland offense a little bit more credit um, than what we did coming out of that Maryland game, particularly uh, Anthony McFarland, who. Uh, followed up his stellar performance against IU with uh, just uh, you know nearly record-setting performance against uh, the uh, Ohio State defense. I mean he he torched them even worse than he did in Indiana. Uh, yeah. Now that does not excuse IU's poor tackling in that game. I, I don't care who they were going against; they did not tackle very well uh, against Maryland, and, and it wasn't perfect against Michigan, uh, but. It was better. It was an improvement. It was a big step in the right direction, and from a strictly um, physical standpoint, I thought that i u had uh you know kind of the the exact mindset you want to have uh repeated this Saturday. Um, I thought that the offense you know the I think the line did a very good job um, protecting Peyton Ramsey against one of the nation's best defensive uh and really doing a good job opening up holes for Stevie Scott. Uh, there were very few negative plays, which was a big plus. Um, you know, the, the biggest negative play that stands out just in my mind in the running game was, I thought, more on a play call, uh, a, a kind of a confusing option play uh, that was run um, that blew up an IU space. I, I thought that you know, that was more on the play call than it was the line. I thought when the line was asked to block uh, for Stevie Scott, they did a really good job, and, and Stevie had himself a, a really nice showcase game um, in, in setting himself up as, as Indiana's uh, all-time best freshman season So for a running back. Um, you know, definitely a not just a promising bright future for him, but um, kudos to Mike Hart for the work he's done with him and kudos to Stevie Scott for uh, for the, the season he's had and hopefully will continue to have on Saturday uh, against Purdue. Um, you know, I thought – I agree with you. Ramsey's running was, was a positive. Hope to see more of that. Um, definitely seemed to catch Michigan off guard. And then, you know, IU, when they took shots down the field, it, it went pretty well against the secondary that – you know, I said in my preview – I don't think it's an overly talented Michigan secondary. Uh, I think their corners are very physical. And I think when they get away with it downfield, um, you know, they're they're very good. Uh, but I think that there are opportunities for uh, either speedy receivers or just big physical targets to overwhelm them. Um, that's just the nature of, of the position in college. I, I just don't think there are – um, hardly any secondaries in the country, if any, that are capable of standing up to really good receivers uh, when the quarterback gives those really good receivers a chance. And I thought that uh, when Indiana's receivers were given a chance down the field, they usually made the play. Um, would have liked to see a little bit more of that, but honestly, that's nitpicking. I thought that uh, I thought IU did pretty much everything you could have asked them to do against Michigan. Uh, where there are a couple opportunities missed. It could have given IU a chance to win that game. Yeah, there were, but overall I thought IU played, uh, played a very good game. Uh, credit to Michigan for, for doing enough to get the win, uh, ultimately somewhat comfortably for them. It wasn't the game that you really ever felt like IU was going to win, uh, but you know, it also wasn't a game that felt like it was getting out of hand either. So the Hoosiers, uh, I thought – you know, coming out of that, when we were worried about IU uh, being beat up, both mentally and physically, um, you know, if they went to Ann Arbor and got shellacked, or uh, you know, had a bunch of guys that uh, that had to leave the game due to injury, uh, as far as we know, uh, Indiana comes out of it healthy. Um, you know, as healthy as they were when they went into it anyway, and they come out of it. Uh, I would think, kind of a renewed uh, or increased level of confidence heading into the critical bucket game on Saturday.
2: Yeah, and, and they're supposed to get Raquan Jones back, um, although Tom yeah. Allen has said that. he, But he was emphatic uh, about getting him back this week, and, and it sounds like they'll get him back, which will help be the linebacking core. And, and the last thought of Michigan is, Speaking okay, be...
1: speaking of the linebacking core, I, I do want to point out before we move on from it, uh I thought Micah McFadden played a fantastic game in Ann Arbor. Um for a freshman linebacker that has had quite a bit of playing time but has not been a you know, an every down regular by any means. Um, you know, I thought that Micah went up there and, and really made a statement uh about the kind of career he could have at Indiana. Um, he is not the most athletic guy, uh, but he's not slow. I mean, uh, he he gets to the ball. Uh, he's he has very good instincts, and and I think he's a, a very physical player. That I I don't know this for sure by any means. I'm not a tackling expert, but it seems to me like of all the linebackers, uh, Mike McFadden might be the guy that I feel most secure about making an open field tackle if he's one-on-one. Um, yeah, and he's and, been and a, I, a
2: real elevation on, on defense, too. Yeah,
1: I'm very, very impressed with his play, and I wanted to point that out before we moved on because uh, I, I think that guy could be uh, a real force on Indiana's defense for the next three seasons.
2: Yeah, he's been really good this season. I, I did think he got banged up in that game, but – uh they should get him back um yeah. he got banged up against uh Maryland and they got him back, so caught up right let, yeah let's uh let's get let's get back to to, to the bucket game um and, and this yep. is a game that I know personally I've been waiting a year to cover again after after last year. I'm talking to the players today at media Monday. it's been on their mind uh since since this time last year. Uh, it's been on uh, Tom Allen's mind. There are daily reminders uh, for Ariana everywhere about that they lost to Purdue That uh, Purdue ended their season, kept them from a bowl game, uh, you know, just basically, you know, put, put them in the dark for the rest of the season. Purdue goes on, wins the bowl game, or the talk of the Big Ten wins, uh, and, and everything that way and, and Indiana has a chip on their shoulder this year to to defend home turf, get the Bowl game while simultaneously ending purdue's season uh maybe even ending the Jeff Brom era in at Purdue and uh and, and getting a leg up on in on the recruiting trail uh and uh you know whatever happens with Jeff Brom if he goes to Louisville purdue's again going to take a step back uh, in terms of, you know, momentum. Now it depends on who they hire, but it's, uh, you're, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's you're back to almost square one uh, in terms of building a, a program some momentum. So a uh, huge, huge game in Bloomington. Tickets are still available. It's a noon kickoff on Saturday. It's going to be televised on ESPN2, uh, which I, I think is, I I like ESPN a lot better than Fox uh, based on what people have said on Twitter, on the Fox broadcast. But um, in the radio on Saturday, Buck who is the analyst for IU's radio uh, radio uh, for football games, uh, said something really interesting about you you don't really get the meaning of the trophy until it gets taken from you. And that's something I asked players uh, today about was, you know, does that resonate with you? Does that, you know, hit home? Did you take for granted that you had the bucket, uh, especially the seniors who had it for four years, uh, that they thought, oh, we can just go in there and, and beat Purdue and, and just keep the bucket? And, and it did. And Jonathan Crawford uh, was very candid about it. He said, I didn't realize the significance of this game really until last year when he beat us and how angry he was and how that, Bitter taste in, in their mouths. It, ha- it still hasn't left, and they're going to take that uh, followed up and 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 go out and, and take their frustrations out on Purdue, uh, hopefully. But this is it's you know these games are the rival fun. There's a lot on the line for both squads. You know if, if Purdue wins, they maybe send Braum out on a high note, uh, find somebody, go to bowl game maybe keep that re- recruiting class together. Uh, and then for Indiana, this is, it, it is a monster, um, a, a very, very important uh, milestone as a program. Uh, a win here, you get six wins after everybody wrote them off. Uh, after the loss at, uh, to Iowa, after the loss at Minnesota, everybody was done with this team. Uh, you know, several outlets wrote that the season was over. Just pack it up, uh, Tom. Uh, Tom Allen. Now I, I did put Tom Allen on the odd seat, but it wasn't. I didn't think he'd get panned, but it was. He needed to do some things uh, to, to really solidify his position at at, at IU, and this clicked in the, in the uh, during the open week. And it, he's been more aggressive. They faked that punt, which I like to see, but you know maybe his attitude has changed a little bit. Everybody had this team written off after the loss to Iowa and the loss to Minnesota. And, and just to come back, if they win this sixth game, go to a bowl game, you got 15 extra practices, which is huge for all these young players. You talk about the, the 55 uh, freshmen, true and redshirt freshmen on this team. Uh, those 55 practices are going to go far. And then you have big recruiting weekends. Signing day is, I believe, December 19th. You have big recruiting weekends during that uh, during that December period where if you get recruits on campus and they get to see a practice, it goes a lot further uh, than just bringing them in, bringing them to a basketball game, showing them the facilities. Uh, if they could go watch a practice, see these guys coach, see these young players play uh, and things like that, it goes a long way. And then, of course, you know playing an extra an extra game having a chance to get a winning season uh win a bowl game for the first time i think in 26 years uh it, it's when tom Allen's first media day in chicago he said it is that's what he wanted his goals are you have a chance to check off two of those goals a uh, winning season and and a, a uh, and a bowl win uh, could be two of those marks uh, that you check off. But it all starts on Saturday. They have to come out uh, on fire. They cannot start the bucking like they did last year, where the team just – they they the moment looked too big to them. They uh, threw an early pick uh, on that first drive, way down. Purdue was up 7 nothing before you could blank. Uh, raced out, I think, to a 30 – it was either a 24-7 um, or uh, – we 24-7, 24-10 at halftime, and, you know, Purdue never really goes back. Now, the final score was 31-24, but that game was – it seemed over for much of the day, and now Indiana has a chance to turn the tables, and you, you couldn't ask for a more important game uh, in recent IU history.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, it's all on the table um, from a schematic standpoint. Uh, starting early and starting fast, like you said, um, you know, that's important, not just for Indiana, but uh, it's a big barometer for David Blau as well. So far this season, it, it just seems like when he is unable to get into rhythm early, it turns into a long day for the Purdue offense. Um, so that that's a big one. And I think it's going to be very important for Indiana to uh, bring pressure on Blau, make him uncomfortable, uh, if you allow him to get comfortable in the pocket, he's accurate and good enough that he is going to pick you apart. Uh, and they obviously have dangerous weapons. Rondell Moore, of course, one that everybody knows about. Uh, you know, Isaac Zico is a, a player that has had a very nice senior season for them. A bit up and down, but he's very capable of, uh, particularly getting those deep balls and stretching the field. Uh, one matchup that I'm concerned about as an Indiana fan. Uh, Bryson Hopkins, they're a tight end that um, you know, reminds me a lot of, uh, of Noah Fant in terms of his athleticism. Um, I do think that they use Hopkins a lot better than Iowa has been able to use Fant so far this season. Um, and I, I think that uh, Indiana has done a very good job against tight ends this season. Uh, Zach Gentry had a nice game against the Hoosiers last week. Um, And, uh, you know, Hopkins hitting Indiana down the seam is something that I know Purdue's going to be looking for, so it's important for Indiana to watch out for that. Uh, And then, you know, just limiting Rondell Moore, you're not going to totally shut him down, uh, but finding a way to limit his big plays, uh, surrounding him and tackling him in the open field, you know, don't let those 5- and 10-yard plays turn into, you know, 70-yard touchdowns. Uh, if he gets into open space, he's very capable of making that happen. So, you know, the first man, slowing him down, keeping him up, uh, and allowing or getting him down immediately, obviously, is ideal. But at the very least, slowing him down and letting more guys rally to the ball and getting him down, that's the key there. Uh, D.J. Knox is a good running back uh, and a player that Indiana is going to have to, again, uh, have sure tackling on him Um, on the other side of the ball uh, Purdue's run defense has really collapsed here in the past few weeks Uh, they have uh, Minnesota carved them up and Wisconsin I mean Jonathan Taylor had an absolute field day 300 plus yards and that was you know he didn't need just overtime to, to pile those things up he was good against them all day now, Wisconsin and Minnesota are two very good running teams, uh, but I think Indiana's capable of having a very nice day on the ground. Stevie Scott, uh, and what I hope to see uh, is more of the Peyton Ramsey that we saw, you know, running those effective quarterback draws where the uh, the receivers clear out the middle of the field and Ramsey's able to pick up big yards up the middle. Uh, and I, I continue to think that getting the ball to Reese Taylor for him to be able to make plays in the open field um, is something that this Indiana offense has just chosen for whatever reason, and I'm sure there's a good one. I just don't know what it is, uh, not tapping into. I, I, It just has not made sense to me, uh, and I, I would love to see him hurt Purdue uh, because I think that the plays will be there for IU to make. Um, and then I, uh, Purdue's secondary is not bad, uh, but I, I do think that without uh, their safety Jacob Thiedemann, uh without him in there, um, Purdue has really struggled on defense. And he will not play against Indiana. It'll be his third straight game miss. He missed Minnesota. He missed Wisconsin. Uh, they called him the captain, or not the not the captain, but the quarterback of the defense prior to him going out. Uh, they've certainly looked like a defense without a leader out there. They've been really bad the last two weeks. I'm sure they'll uh, they'll play better. On Saturday, Um, I don't expect Indiana to just be able to march up and down the field, but um, I do think that IU's offense will be able to have a nice day. Uh, Now, something that I I hope continue to see is the aggressiveness from the Hoosiers. Uh, Do not come into this game thinking how huge of a game it is and how important it is to not have mistakes early, and just play it safe. You have got to attack, and that means getting the ball deep to Westbrook, Timion, Donovan Hale, Ty Fogle. Get those guys an opportunity to make plays, and I think they will. They've done that most of the season. When Indiana's given them a chance, they have made those plays. You know, do that. Mix that in with your consistent running by Stevie Scott, and I think the Hoosiers will have a nice day on offense. On defense, I fully expect IU to give up a lot of yards to Purdue. It's a good offensive team. But corral Rondell Moore and prevent him from getting those huge plays. Just keep him to having a good day instead of an outstanding day. Keep that from happening. Uh, prevent Bryson Hopkins from burning you consistently uh, you know, up the seam. And get to David Blau and prevent him from being comfortable I think IU can do a good enough job of preventing Purdue from scoring in the red zone. That's been what IU has been effective at these past two weeks, and it's why they were competitive against Michigan, and it is absolutely why they beat Maryland. Prevent Purdue from scoring touchdowns. Field goals are not going to beat you in this game. So force Purdue into field goals and then continue to be aggressive on offense uh, and just go into the game having the mindset – this Purdue defense is there for the taking if you can pound them on the ground. And I think IU's offensive line needs to come in with the mindset that they will be the best unit on the field that day and make it happen. Uh, and, I, you know, it's all, it's all there for the taking. It really is. And um, if Indiana I – mean, you really think about it. If Indiana is able to beat Purdue, take the bucket back, uh, reach a bowl game, um, while you look at all the things they've gone through this season, Morgan Ellison doesn't play at all. Cole Guest barely plays. Uh, Michael Penix, who a lot of people before the season were fully expecting to take over as quarterback, Uh, he doesn't play much and then as soon as he starts the play and you really get excited about it, he's out for the year. Uh, You look at those offensive weapons that have been lost during the season and If you can find a way to get to a bowl game, uh, I think you look at that as a a success of a season. Anyone that that is going to nitpick it, say otherwise, say what's deserved or not deserved, I don't think is living in reality of of college football or life as it is in the Big cities.
2: Yeah, and you you hate to look at it as you're automatically starting the year on four. But if you take those... um, the four you know, Especially the this because
1: I mean, Penn State Penn State and Michigan State are were they were beatable this year. I'm not you know, we don't want to make it sound like that they were just unbeatable forces. Um but look, they're they're better teams than Indiana is. It that's that's reality. Those are not games Indiana should have won. So, you know, I, I you just have to be realistic about that. Yeah, and on any given
2: year, you could just pencil those in as four losses. So you're asking again yeah. six and two the rest of the way yeah. uh, at minimum. I get bowl eligible. Uh, bowl eligible this year. You, you know, you look at, at um, Indiana's opponents. Uh, Virginia is a seven win team. They're, they're a couple plays away from uh, being in the ACC tie game after losing to Georgia Tech last week. FU needs a win and some help to, to be in the, in the conference USA uh, in the conference USA title game. Uh, so you, you look at a beat, you know, outside of Ball State, those two two teams are pretty good teams. So, you know, you go if you go six and two the rest of the way uh, outside of those four, it's a pretty uh, pretty big accomplishment. Uh, for this team mm-hmm. and the events then to get seven uh with with the bowl game and, and this we has been to 11 bowl games in 131 years so that is less than 10 cents of the time and uh, fans need to maybe that drilled in their head a little bit uh in terms of just how important it is to get to a bowl game uh and, and make it three out of three out of four years and just look at at these seasons oh, not as just individual not just as individual seasons uh but as seasons uh that you could piece together and block together and you know maybe three to four becomes four out of five five out of six six out of seven uh maybe seven out of nine and eight out of ten and things like that and it, it starts it starts on saturday and you You've got you to gotta get that sixth win, and you've got to get – It's this is a, a huge game. And, um, you know, you, your fans got to show up. Now, ticket sales, at least online, don't look great. Uh, some ticket sales, have, you know, it's picked up since last week, uh, but there are plenty of open seats right now at Memorial Stadium. You look at last year, Purdue's in the same boat, same thing. Uh, although the weather is, was probably much better last year than it looks like. this year, uh, they sold out that place, and they, they were ready to go. So IU fans who are staying home, not buying tickets, there's a 2 one deal uh, going on saying, oh, you know, they're not winning. you are playing a bowl game, which everybody's been complaining about uh, for the last 10 years. Oh, we don't go to bowl games. Okay, well then, well the Detroit Bowl is not good enough. It's you know it's time to put up or shut up. You're either a team or you're not, and it's uh, it's ride or die time when it fans. And I, I get the frustration. I understand it. Um, I'm a fan of the team. I love the Jets and I love the Knicks, and I get it. I understand. Now, frustrating it is to to root for bad products on the field and on the court. But if the Knicks were in the playoffs and there were open seats, to the Jets made enough to the Colts. I'm, I'm going to the game. I'm, you know, watching on TV if it's in the court, uh, but if they're playing the Pacers, playing the um, somewhere close, I'm going. Uh, and, you know, because it doesn't happen that often. So my challenge to the fans this week is show up, be loud. I know it's Thanksgiving for the students, and hopefully Indiana does the right thing. Open the dorms up. Get some of these local local students uh, to come back on on Saturday, uh, Friday night, Saturday. Maybe do something special for the students who come back, uh, and you have a nice student crowd uh, who's loud. And hopefully, alumni base shows up as well. Because if the stadium has a crowd like they had against uh, Maryland and and the the other games this year, it, it's just a bad look. Uh, optics wise, and, and uh, you know Purdue is is waving in IU's fans' face for a year. Hey, we beat you. We went to a bowl game. We beat Ohio State. We beat Iowa. Well, they also show up, uh, and they showed up before they beat Ohio State. They showed up before they beat IU last year. Uh, they showed up before they beat Iowa, uh, and and uh, they showed up after they lost to Eastern Michigan, and before they knocked. Off three teams this year, so uh, the challenge is on the fans too. You got to take it, uh, take this game for what it is. It's a game now. Five at six and six. Sure, you can say it's mediocre. But as we touched upon, uh, TJ, it's a, a would be a, a huge step in the direction uh, for Indiana, bridging uh, the success in, under the last two years of Kevin Wilson uh, to the first few years of, of Tom Allen and. And maybe break that trend of, you know, switching coaches and all that stuff. So, uh, big big game. I, I think Indiana on the the red zone defense. If you hold them to field goals, the problem uh, was that was that Indiana let too many drives into the red zone uh, last week. Eight drives yeah. inside uh, their twenty and uh, six field goals. So that's eighteen points. Uh, that's just too many points uh, to drives inside the red zone now. They're lucky. Uh, they played well in the red zone. It would have been a, a far greater margin of defeat, but uh, you gotta, you got to uh, keep them out. And uh, maybe you see IU play uh, that shell defense that they played against. Uh, Maryland keep everything in front of them, make tackles, uh, strip the ball get those takeaways, takeaways, Tom Allen said, are going to be huge this week uh, because Purdue is a good offense They're averaging uh, 30, uh, slightly over 32 points per game. Uh, they put up 460 yards uh, per game. And uh, you've got to get the ball back. you got to stop them uh, however you can. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can do that.
1: Yeah. I, um, I just, you know, I've thought a lot about this one. I was really, I didn't focus much on Michigan because I don't have to, you know, I don't have to focus on, you know, every game's, you know, the next game is the most important one because it's, you know, the next one you're playing. I don't have to think that way. Uh, so, you know, the players need to, the coaches need to, we as fans, we don't have to. So I've been thinking about this Purdue game uh, and, and focused on that when I've watched every Purdue game this season, um, you know, not just because I, I knew how critical it was going to be for Indiana, but um, just because I, I uh, have a, a vested interest um, in that program just because their success uh, and their, their status of the program is so tied uh, to Indiana's within, you know, recruiting battles and fan perception and, uh, all that, it, it just makes it for a very interesting follow. Uh, Purdue, I think, is the better team. Uh, I do think Purdue is better uh, on a just a, a one-game basis than Indiana. That being said, uh, the Purdue that has been on the field for multiple of their games this season uh, certainly has a lower floor than what Indiana does. Um, I'm telling you right now, Uh, if the Minnesota that played on the road or I'm sorry, if the Purdue that played on the road at Minnesota shows up um, or the Purdue that played at Michigan state shows up, Indiana wins the bucket. Uh, Purdue has not good on the road this season. Um, And if that's the Purdue that shows up in Bloomington on Saturday, Indiana is going to beat them. And it, it, will be more than a nail-biter. It won't be a blowout, but it'd be more than a nail-biter because uh, Purdue was really bad against Minnesota. Indiana would beat that Purdue by 30 points, uh, and they were not very good on offense against Michigan State. Actually, they were they were really bad. Um, now, Purdue has a higher ceiling than Indiana does. When Purdue plays really well, uh, I think that they, they're capable of clicking at a level that IU has not this season. Uh, very clearly that occurred against Ohio State, and it occurred to, to, on offense against Iowa. Um, so, you know, they're, they are a very tough team to figure out, and uh, I don't think that there is any money to be had in predicting this game one way or the other. Um, since we always do a prediction on this site, or on, on our, you know, on our podcast, I'll go ahead and throw one out there. Um, look, I, you know, my, uh, I have seen Indiana in this type of game so many times um, that it it becomes very hard for me to predict anything other uh, than a heartbreaking defeat. Now, in my heart, I a hundred percent believe Indiana is going to win this game. Hundred percent believe it. In my head, I really have no idea. Uh, after after watching Indiana for every game and watching Purdue for every game, I, I really have no clue what's going to happen. I think it is a true 50-50 toss-up that's just going to come down to which team makes those few critical plays on Saturday uh, to get the job done. And I, I, I really don't know. If forced to make a prediction, uh, I will take Indiana to win. Um, and I, I think they do so. 31-24 to 24. and I I think that the weather is going to keep it from being a much higher scoring game. I think we're going to see a lot of yards. I think it's going to be very exciting very stressful uh, and that somehow Indiana finds a way to get it done uh, but I have zero confidence in that pick and I, I won't claim to call it anything correctly if it happens to be lucky enough to be right. Um, I just know I'll be I'll be cheering very hard for Indiana, uh, hoping that they, they find a way to get it done. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a really, really entertaining game for the neutrals. And for those that are, um, you know, emotionally invested in this game, I think it's going to be a very stressful Saturday. Yeah, and but that's what you asked for in college football. You
2: want big games. You want sure. – uh, you you want the big fish on the line, it's going to be stressful. It's going to be, that's what makes sports fun is the, the moments where you're anxious and uh, your heart skips a beat when the ball is snapped and that, you know, that silence right before a big play happens, the ball's in the air. That's, you know, that's the high that sports fans are chasing. Um, and it's, it's going to be one of those games um that's uh, that, that's going to pull heartstrings and and make you angry and happy and all the emotions uh in between um it, it's really going to be uh, be a really good game so uh, going for a prediction i uh, i know you said that you you're not in Indiana until until they won again. Well, they won against Maryland, so I guess that yep. that promise was uh, fulfilled. Uh, fulfilled on that. I, I'm gonna take Indiana here. Yeah, sure. uh, I'm gonna take Indiana here home. Uh, I, I, I don't want to copy and say 31.4. Uh I'm, I'm gonna go uh, 28 21, uh, or yeah, 28 21. If the weather forecast days as it is with the rain. Um, right. Well, you know what? Um, it's going to be a higher scoring game. I'm going to go Indiana 38, Purdue 31. Uh, in that it's just, you know, the offenses, uh, Purdue's offense is too good not to put up points. And and Indiana's running game in Purdue's defense is going to lead Indiana put, to put up uh, points. But because I changed that, it is now going to be a, uh, a uh, you know, a seven to four game. For something crazy like that, but I'll go 38 31 IU. It's there's a lot of noise surrounding Purdue. You know, Jeff Brom rumors are only going to get louder. Uh, it, they're coming like a real crushing loss to Wisconsin. And, and I was yep. texting my fan uh, earlier in the week and said, Well, I wish I, Purdue won that game and they wouldn't have as much to play for. But had it been reversed if India had been on the ropes like that and we're up twenty four thirteen and had a ninety seven percent chance of winning, uh we'd all be down on it. We'd go this season's over, uh this team stinks. How can you blow it like that? And the, we have no chance against Purdue. Um I think the last two weeks, the the egg that they dropped up at um up at at Minnesota and the the blown lead at at uh, against Wisconsin at home uh, to get bowl the Wisconsin team who's not that good this year, uh, playing with a a backup quarterback and uh, and uh, letting them come back like they did. Uh, and you could just and it goes both ways. You could only take so many punches uh, before before you give up. And, and you know if. If Braum is going to Louisville, he knows because they're not going to wait around. If if Dan Dockage's tweet was accurate that he'll be announced as the head coach at Louisville on uh, a week from today, then who knows what the players know? They have, you know, I. I it's just there's a lot of noise going against Purdue, and if Indiana starts fast, and this is a, a, one of the keys uh, we'll put in in writing this week, is one of the keys is to to get out to a fast start and and put the dagger in them early. And if you could get up a couple, you know, a, a score or two early and, and take their will, um, how much fight Purdue has is beyond me. Now they might very well fight back uh, and, and a cornered wounded animal is the most dangerous, but the last two weeks, I was very interested to see how Purdue came out last week and it took them a while to get going. It, it looked like, And then to just not finish the game uh, how they wanted to is uh, it's just if I was a Purdue fan I'd be a little bit worried about where mentally this team is at. But after getting Mm -hmm. uh, the doors blown off at Minnesota uh, the week before, so uh, I'll take Indiana thirty-eight, Purdue thirty-one, and then we'll see uh, we'll see where they uh, slot us in the the bowl season and hopefully. West, because uh, uh, I can't, that trip's right. too expensive. Uh, but anyway, it's going to be a fun week. We have a For lot For you of and every
1: other IU fan.
2: Oh yeah, it is. It's so fun. and yeah. it's, it's, it's super expensive. And then you have the national title game there. It's just ridiculous. But uh, a lot of great content this week uh, coming out on the bucket game. It's the final week of the regular season. I can't believe it's already here, uh, but in, enjoy it. It's my message to, to Indiana fans. It's my message to Indiana fans. Enjoy. Soak it up. It's, you know, 11 bowls in 130 years. Now you're doing it for the fourth straight year. Uh, where bowl is on the line uh, in the final week of the year. So uh, enjoy enjoy the holiday thing. Get ready for some of these rivalry games on Thursday night, Friday night, uh, Saturday, and, and just enjoy the final regular season football.
1: Absolutely. Yep, definitely. And, uh, you know, I hope everyone has a has a happy Thanksgiving and uh, enjoys the uh, multiple sporting events that are on, um, you know, this week and Thursday and Friday, certainly. And then, uh, obviously, for for Indiana football fans, the main event of uh, Saturday. But uh, regardless of, of how that turns out, I just want to thank everyone for listening to us this season. And, uh, you know, we'll be uh, we'll be back on the podcast, uh, success or failure, uh, on Monday. Hopefully, to have a, a jubilant podcast, and, and if not, to attempt I re- to uh, dissect a uh, a poor, um, very poor, sad sack podcast on on Monday. I I don't want to even think about that show. So hopefully. Hopefully it's a good one because that'll be a real rough one if they drop this game on Saturday. Yeah, we'll do it Irish
2: wake style uh, for those who partake in that, yeah. uh, in that stuff. We'll, uh, we'll do it Irish wake style. Uh, either have a, have a celebration on, on Monday or, or just, you know, a post to the Uh But anyway, I, I do want to thank all our readers this year of record setting year in terms of readership uh, and, Thank you guys enough. It it makes our job a lot easier knowing people like what we read uh, and the comments and feedback have been uh, fantastic for the most part Uh, outside of the Michigan fans spamming our comment section the last, you know, 48, (laughs) 72 hours. Uh, But thanks for the clicks. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to respond. Thanks for the clicks. Thanks for the ad money. Uh, And uh, we'll, uh, and we'll see you Dexter uh, in Bloomington, but anyway, I uh, thank you to the, to the fans who read. I, I want to take a minute to thank uh, our the, the great staff we have at Hoosier Huddle. TJ, you do a tremendous job. Evan McShane uh, with his power rankings uh, and his features earlier in the year. Uh, we have Nathan Comp who's done a fantastic job. It's one of our student interns, Riley Comp. Uh, It has stepped up big time. Laura Lee Shallow as well. They did a terrific job uh, with their work. I can't thank them enough for their efforts this year uh, as well. And I know I'm probably of other people, but uh, our team's pretty big. A little small outlet. Uh, But, you know, you guys work tremendously hard. And uh, I I appreciate it and can't thank you guys enough uh, for the work that you do. But, anyway, keep following us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle uh, website is Hoosierhuddle.com huddle.com and we'll have all your bucket game uh, information lots of great content coming out this week on the bucket game we've been waiting a year for this and uh, I don't want to my week off from work uh, but uh, sat- Saturday is going to be uh, be a fun one to get ready for